Hey everyone, this is Adam. Just wanted to jump in before the episode starts to tell you about an amazing offer we have going for our listeners right now with an affiliate of ours, Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that delivers organic food, meats and seafood and pantry staples and supplements and tons of kid-friendly options, which is, of course, what we're all looking for. We live and die by the snacks that are in our cabinet and even wine and cleaning products. You, you can't beat that. And it's all delivered right to your door. So you can feel good about the meals you're serving without the hassle and time of grocery shopping. For the month of October, new members will receive $60 in free groceries and free shipping when you join Thrive Market. So go to the link in our liner notes, click on it, and start shopping. Okay, thanks for listening. Here we go. Tell Me About Your Kids is a chance for you to listen in on unscripted conversations with connected parenting specialist Bonnie Harris. As she talks with real parents like you about real struggles like yours, these counseling sessions get to the heart of why our buttons get pushed as parents and offer tips and advice useful no matter your child's age. Listen in and subscribe to let go of old habits and raise your kids in a way that feels good. If you're having a parenting challenge and need help, visit BonnieHarris.com for free resources, schedule a session, or get a free one-on-one counseling session by becoming a podcast guest. We're all in it together. You're not alone. Thanks for listening. Tell me about your kids. Welcome back to Tell Me About Your Kids. I'm Bonnie Harris, and I am your host. And today, I am going to give you another one of my tips. We would have had a session with a parent today, but my guest got ill and wasn't able to do it. So I'm going to step in and give you one of my tips. I think that... We don't understand what's going on with the child when they have a meltdown. So I really want to talk about how to handle your child's meltdowns, how to handle those big emotions and feelings. We also think they should be over with after the tantrum stage. Certainly when kids are seven or eight or nine or whatever, We think they should be done with these meltdowns. They shouldn't be so uh, upset and losing it like they are. Age doesn't really have anything to do with it. And if you think about it, you, a perfectly well-grown adult, would probably love to have a meltdown once in a while, and maybe you often do. So... Don't think about meltdowns as age-related and that there's something wrong with your child if they're having a meltdown past the age of five. Nobody likes dealing with meltdowns, especially your kids. They're fraught with anger and rage and lots of screaming and crying, and we just don't like it. It's not pleasant. But many of you will do anything you can to avoid a volatile child from having a meltdown. When they happen, often, and at the drop of a hat, 
You might start walking on eggshells and you find that that's your life. You're just being very careful around this child. And you may even give in to your child so that the anger doesn't erupt to avoid the meltdown. The problem is you're teaching her how to get what she wants when you do whatever it takes to avoid the meltdown. I hear many stories from parents who are so exhausted from a child who demands, 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 refuses to do what he's asked, reacts with a seemingly undue amount of anger toward a parent who makes a perfectly simple request. Integrity kids, who we talk a lot about on this podcast, are often the ones who fill this particular bill. (laughs) This is a child who gets triggered again and again. It usually has much less to do with the situation at hand that we think they're upset about, but all to do with what it is that's been triggered deeper feelings of powerlessness, fear, loss of control, feelings of being misunderstood, unheard, unimportant, etc., etc. Remember that these feelings are due to the child's perception of circumstances, not what you think about it. And these feelings are what are festering at the time of the circumstance that the meltdown appears to be about. So these feelings, of course, are impossible to see or know. So we're left with having to guess at what's going on. But all you really have to know, you don't have to know what it is your child is dealing with or feeling. All you have to know is that there is an emotional state that is triggered when this meltdown happens. A good rule of thumb to use as your guide is underneath anger is almost always fear for you as well as your child. Let's start with you. That's the easiest. Let's say You've exploded at your child when she still hasn't cleaned up the mess in her room after you've reminded her multiple times. In frustration, she retorts, I'll do it. Go away. Leave me alone. You shout back to her. It's only getting worse, and it'll be harder to clean the longer you wait. Then she yells, well, do it yourself then enough to anger anyone, but the difference is about what that behavior triggers in you. If your anger comes out pretty vehemently, chances are the behavior has triggered fear. It could be your fear that your child is never going to take responsibility for herself, or your fear that you have failed at teaching her to be responsible, to have responsible behavior, to be considerate of others who are requesting something, to have a helpful attitude. You know, it's your fault. That's easy. Your child, on the other hand, may be reacting in anger because she fears being controlled, never getting to do what she wants, being treated like a baby, always being the one you yell at and never her brother, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Could be anything going on in there. 
These fears are not based on the circumstance, but on past experience or future expectations. Fears are rarely about the present moment, but the fears are what trigger the anger. When the meltdown happens, possibly because you have insisted on what you want, cleaning her room, it's important to allow the purging of the emotions because most of them are pent up and need to come out. Just keep thinking what an opportunity this is for your child to release and let go of all these feelings. That you can do when you really understand that it's not about cleaning her room as much as it is triggering all of this stuff that just keeps building up. Children have a very, very tough time in life. I think it's one of the hardest stages of life. Childhood is fraught with fears and worries and being scared about this or concerned about this or afraid of this and being told what to do all day long. And they, they just want to play and be left alone. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on for every single child, no matter how well raised. And so there are all of these feelings that need to come out. You know what it's like to have a good cry, right? But when we try to avoid these meltdowns in our child, tell our kids to calm down or try to teach them coping skills to calm down, what you're actually doing is putting a lid on those feelings, which will only continue to build up until they fester enough to come out in worse and worse behavior. Or they shut down and the grown child doesn't know why she's depressed or frustrated all the time and as a parent gets explosive when her child has a meltdown. Do you see the cycle here? It, it goes on and on and on. And it gets to the point where you can't pinpoint any longer what the bottom line is, where it all began in the first place. You can stop that cycle now by allowing your child's anger and fear to purge. You want her to get it out for all of those feelings to escape so that she kind of starts with an empty cup again. You'll notice afterwards when the meltdown is allowed how much better your child feels. This is a time when I think of the little philosopher in your child comes out. After a really good, big, strong, horrible meltdown, I find that children are then in this clear-headed space where they can think and perceive and understand in ways that they just couldn't while all of this stuff was building up. So the problem usually is your fear, your fear of the meltdown and what it's going to mean and how much time it's going to take. And you don't know what you're, what you're supposed to do or say, or should you send her to her room or should you 
tell him to just be quiet and leave you alone? And what do you do, right? You've got all kinds of fears about it. So what I want to tell you is that there's nothing to be afraid of, that your fear has to do more with your past and the fact that your parents probably had no idea what to do with your meltdowns, if you were even allowed to have them. They didn't know what to do when you got angry or upset, sad maybe, they could deal with. Hurt, they could deal with. Angry, no. So here's the key. You don't have to do anything during your child's meltdown other than just be with her as close as works. If she yells, go away, get out of here, realize that those are the words she's choosing because that's easiest, but you want to interpret that. So you want to think what she is probably saying is, I don't like this. I don't like what I'm feeling. I don't want you to see me. I'm embarrassed. Don't look at me. Go away. I don't, I don't, I'm not happy here. So she's not really wanting you not to be there, just not to look at her, not to talk to her, not to do anything about what's going on. She doesn't want your words. She doesn't want your, your kindness or, or cons- you know, your compassion at that point. She just wants to be where she is. So turn your body around, possibly. Maybe you go outside the door. You, you should just back up as far as you need to go in order for her to stop telling you to go away or and whatever that means, the go away. So maybe you're just outside the door. Maybe you're in a chair on the other side of the room, but you are quiet. And all you need to do is give her your energy of acceptance, of allowing, of compassion. You don't say or do anything. You, of course, have to prevent her from hurting herself or hurting you or hurting articles in the room, but that might require some holding. But once she understands that you're going to let her have this meltdown, then she'll probably just have it. Again, This is nothing that you have to fix. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen. Maybe if there are other kids around, you've got to deal with them. You know, if one is very curious about what's going on, you can be there with that child as well, but probably the meltdown child doesn't want anybody certainly not a sibling around to see what's going on. So you get the idea here. The idea is to allow this purging to happen. When you do, your child comes out of it. And I mean, letting her go 
all the way up and over. The, so the volcano is, has erupted and all the burning lava has descended. It's over. It's over on her terms, not on your terms. When that happens, she will come back clear-headed and maybe ready to talk. And you can just say to her, especially with very young children, you can say to her, now look at that. You were able to bring yourself right back out of that. And here we are, and everything's okay. It's about time, yes. It will take your time, but what's more important? If you've got stuff on the stove, turn off the stove. If you've got other children around, hopefully you can call on a partner or spouse to help. And you don't have to do this every single time. This doesn't, you know, the meltdowns, hopefully they will be happening less. This is an investment, right? You're giving your child the opportunity to know that she is fully accepted by you with all her ugly feelings. And she knows that all those ugly feelings are okay when you accept them. They're okay. The more we know that our feelings are okay, the less they provoke behavior we hate, right? And then if you do get into connecting with her, you might come up with something like, I bet you just hate being told what to do. I told you it was time to clean your room, and you just really didn't want to do it. You don't like it when you're told what you have to do and when you have to do it. You know what? Nobody likes that. And that is enough to help her feel understood and appreciated for who she is. That doesn't mean that you let go and give up on her cleaning her room. That just means you are understanding that, of course, she doesn't want to do that. So hopefully that will help. And I do hope that you will look at these meltdowns of your kids in a new and different way. And let me know what you think. And don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with any of your friends and family, and we'll be back next week with another parent session. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Bonnie Harris. If you're curious to learn more or would like to talk to me personally, check out my website, bonnieharris.com, where you can also find my books, When Your Kids Push Your Buttons and Confident Parents' Remarkable Kids. There are also links in the liner notes. And please subscribe to Tell Me About Your Kids on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell Me About Your Kids is produced and scored by Echo Finch.